0: Being a mom is one of the hardest yet most rewarding things I have ever experienced. I know that you can relate. It feels impossible sometimes to hold space for ourselves and our spouse and the many kiddos that need our attention. It can feel so exhausting, lonely and overwhelming. Which is why I decided to do an episode to bring you a little bit of hope, to bring you a little bit of joy, and maybe some laughter. So in today's episode, I want to share with you things that make motherhood easier. So if you're ready to lighten the load, let's get into it. Mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mom photographers out there feeling overwhelmed trying to raise a thriving family and build a profitable business you love. I'm a business and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and homeschooling mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists, endless hours of editing, Hey, mama, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. I thought that it would be such a fun episode to sort of share with you my favorite things that make motherhood easier and more enjoyable. If you are new to the podcast, I'd love to take a quick minute and just introduce myself. My name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community designed to educate and support mom photographers. In addition to this podcast, I also host an in-person meetup community for mom business owners in Gilbert, Arizona. I'm also the creator of the Side Hustler to CEO program, which is a six-month implementation program designed for mom photographers who are ready to level up their business, really take themselves seriously as the CEO, and it walks them step-by-step through what they need to do in order to create sustainability and profitability within their business, all without sacrificing their family or their sanity in the process. One more thing I would love for you to do is answer this question of the episode. What would make motherhood easier for you? Pause this episode real quick. Go find me on Instagram at The Purpose Gathering, and I would love to hear your answer. Let me know that you're listening to episode 126 and fill me in on what would make motherhood easier for you. Okay, mama, so let's jump in to the good stuff. The first thing that I want to talk about that makes motherhood easier for me is to plan our dinners one month at a time. So basically what we do is we create a meal plan for the month with seven different dinners and we just repeat it each week. It makes it so much easier for us to plan and then we have all the ingredients that we need. So we're not wasting things. We're not storing extra spices or breadcrumbs or, you know, sauces that we're only going to use once every few months. We're able to use up our ingredients. We're able to cycle through those meals. And then the following month, we start with a new meal plan. Okay, number two is ordering our groceries. So to piggyback on number one, we also really have a super simple process when we go to order our groceries because the grocery store that we use, which is Fry's, saves our favorites and we can just go through and shop our favorites or things that we've bought previously. And so it's easy to restart our grocery order every single week because it has Saved our favorites. So that's something that has really been so helpful in making my life so much easier because we're able to do this grocery order, schedule it for pickup. I can just drive right through, they put the groceries in my trunk, and we leave, and we don't even have to get out of the car. So it's so genius. Okay, number three, our ninja foodie. Okay, if you haven't heard of this gadget before, Check it out, Google it, it's over on Amazon. But essentially what it is, is it is a slow cooker, a Instapot, and a pressure cooker, air fryer, all in one. I think Instapot and pressure cooker are the same thing, but you get what I mean. It has dual purposes, it does so many things. You can make so many different meals with just one pot. It's incredible. And the pot is dishwasher safe, which, again, just makes everything so much easier for me. So we make tons of food in this from just like frozen food, like frozen chicken nuggets um, to pot pie. You can even make pizookie in it. We have a cookbook that has a ton of awesome recipes. We make teriyaki chicken. Like there's just endless opportunities. I know that we do not use it to its fullest capabilities right now, but it's one of those things that it's just so easy to pop our chicken in there. Sometimes we do like pork chops and it's just super simple. And that is how I like to cook. Okay, number four, having a house cleaner. Now, this might be something that you've had on your list for a little while and you wish that it could be your reality too. And I wanna share with you that it's absolutely possible. It's not as expensive as you might think. And it's one of those things that gives you so much more time back in your day. It's life-giving. So we have had to cut things in other areas to be able to afford this, but it's something that I don't ever wanna live without because even though we still do general tidying and cleaning, I have not deep cleaned my house in so long. I don't even know how many years. It's been so long and it is so helpful to be able to have someone do the deep cleaning that you either don't get to or that like takes up your time with your family on the weekends. And it's just one of those things that is so powerful. And like I mentioned, doesn't have to be expensive. So you will have to shop around. You'll definitely probably want to avoid those bigger cleaning services because obviously they're going to charge more because they have a lot more overhead. But look for smaller businesses. Look for people that are local in your community. I would start by asking your neighbors if they use someone. That's how we found our girl and absolutely love her. Okay, moving on to number five, having a cordless vacuum. This one might seem silly. You might already have a cordless vacuum. Maybe I was just late to the game, but we got a cordless vacuum a couple of years ago, and I don't know how we ever lived without one, honestly. It's a lifesaver. They are so much lighter, so my kids can grab them really quickly, clean up any spills they have... Um, Or they can just help me when I'm asking them, like, hey, can you vacuum the downstairs for me? Can you vacuum the rug real quick? And it's just so much more enjoyable to go grab the vacuum and do your job and hang it back up on the charger and you're done. Like, you don't have to unwrap the cord, plug it in. And then when you get too far away, you have to unplug it and plug it in at the next plug. Like, I don't know how our parents did it, but I am so glad that we have our cordless vacuum. It has made life so much easier. And we just have learned to do one level at a time. So we'll do our lower level and then we'll do our upper level at a different time. So we've never had issues about it running out of battery. Okay, before I get to number six, is ironing still a thing anymore? Do people iron their clothes? Do you just throw your wrinkly clothes in the dryer and do like wrinkle release with like a wet towel in there? Do you hang it up in your shower and turn a hot shower? Like how do people iron anymore? Because I personally don't know how people do it. We were introduced to this incredible steamer a few years ago, and it changed my life. I think I used to just wear wrinkly clothes because I was like, who has time to iron? I'm not gonna do any of those other things that I talked about. I'm just gonna wear wrinkly clothes, or I'm just gonna buy clothes that don't wrinkle. And I mean, let's be real, all clothes wrinkle a little. So I got this steamer, which works so well. And I'll be sure to link the things that we use in the show notes in case you're like, hey, I really want to know what how that works. Um, But it's been amazing. And it literally takes two minutes to steam a shirt. And now all my clothes are pristine and clean. I don't steam everything, but especially when I'm going out somewhere nice, my husband has a shirt that he wants to wear to church or for a special occasion or my son, I can steam that as well. So it's just handy to have. And it's so much faster. Number seven, regular decluttering. This has absolutely made motherhood easier for me. This is something that I have taught my children, and hopefully my husband will be on board with this soon. I think it rubs off. I don't know how many years it takes, but we just hit 15 years of marriage, so maybe it's at like the 16 mark. I don't know. I joke. I totally joke. My husband edits my podcast. So, love you babe. But regular decluttering is something that is so helpful. So, I've talked about this before, but I'll briefly mention it again. We do a 5-minute tidy at least 2 to 3 times a day. And this is really helpful. Everyone that's in at home at the time gets involved in this cleaning up. For the most part, they're just cleaning up their stuff that's in the room. So I'll say, okay guys, let's set a five minute timer and we're going to clean up the entire downstairs, which because we do this regularly, there's not really much to clean up and we have no toys downstairs. They're all upstairs. So we need more five minute tidies upstairs where the toys are than we do downstairs. But this just helps keep their stuff tidy and organized so that Their stuff isn't like bursting at the seams everywhere we go. So our dining room, we always do a tidy in there. Everybody puts their dishes away. When the kids get out craft supplies, we'll do that five-minute tidy again. And it's just really helpful. It gives your kids a time limit so you're not just open-ended being like, okay, guys, let's clean up the downstairs. Like, that sounds daunting. But if you tell them, like, we're going to set a timer for uh, five minutes, and then when we're done with the timer, like, We'll be done with cleaning for now, right? But then encourage your kiddos that if they get done within that five minutes, they don't have to do another five-minute tidy in that area that day. Also, something that we started was a family reset day. So on the first Saturday of every month, I block it out and we spend time going through Old clothes or toys, I usually pick like a couple of things. I give my kids like a three-step checklist of like, this is what I want you to do. So I'll say, you know, go through all of your clothes, try them on, and let me know what fits and what doesn't. Like make a pile. This fits, I like it. This doesn't fit, I don't want it. And we obviously don't do that every month. That's about every quarter. But then I go through and I would say, okay, I've also been noticing that our playroom is getting a little bit cluttered. So I want you guys to go into the playroom and I want you to sort through the toys that you want and the toys that you don't want. And again, like, let's make piles. Let's get this tidy. Let's make sure that we're only keeping what we want to Manage, right? Because that's really huge. That's something that I love to teach my kids is you know, the more stuff you have, the more stuff you have to manage. So if you don't want to spend your time cleaning all the time, let's get rid of some of this stuff that you don't actually need. So this reset can be anything that you want it to be. If you have noticed that, you know, your craft room is bursting at the seams and you need some help in there, maybe that's where you guys spend your time. This is totally dependent on what you and your family need but setting aside time one day a month to tackle this decluttering is going to be really beneficial for you. Okay, the eighth thing that has made motherhood so much easier for me is having sleep boundaries with our kids. So we have a wake-up boundary and a bedtime boundary. And basically what this means is that my husband and I predetermine a time in which our kids are allowed to wake up and, like, come into our room and need us. And we also have a bedtime hard stop. Like, hey, it's 8 o'clock. We're checked out. Like, only emergencies. You can have quiet time in your room that's it kind of thing. So this has been huge. So my husband leaves early in the morning for work. So it's just me and the kids at home. But I, as you've heard me mention in previous episodes, like I have stuff to do in the morning. I have self-care time. I have my me time. I spend my time with God in the morning. That's my special sacred time and I protect it. And my kids are not allowed to expect anything from me before 7.30. Like 7.30 is our wake-up boundary. So my kids know that. And so now they have really just trained themselves to stay in their room until 7.30. And then sometimes my son will come down and like be like, hey mom, it's 7.30. I'm ready to have our special time. But sometimes he just wants to continue playing. And that's totally valid. And I love it. Bedtime, same thing. We put our kids to bed early. They're older, but that still doesn't mean that they can be like, up running around being absolutely crazy so this is a time where they can go in their room and they can read in bed that's the only thing that we allow them to do for the most part or playing quietly but then we have a lights out time for them as well so even though we put them to bed around seven thirty or 8 and they might not go to sleep until 8 or 9 for our oldest like we still have that boundary where it's like okay this is mom and dad's time together um you know, emergencies only, as I mentioned. So having this has really helped make motherhood easier. And if you're listening and you have younger kiddos, this still works. You're just going to have to adjust it a little bit, right? Based on their age, you can still go grab your baby in the crib and put them in the pack and play and say, mommy's going to have my time. while well, you have your time. It starts young. I've been doing this with my kiddos since they were little. So it's something that you just have to train them on. Again, it's not going to look perfect. It's going to be hard. Maybe it's only 15 minutes that you get, right? But it's just allowing your kids to know the boundary that you're important to and that the world does not revolve around them. I think that's one thing that's really key in making motherhood easier is prioritizing yourself first. We've all heard that you can't pour from an empty cup, so you need to be refilling your cup every day. Okay, and number nine, lastly, having a solid support system has made motherhood so much easier for me. I can't even tell you how important it is to have a community of like minded people who get what you're going through, close friends business besties that you can call on when you are struggling, when you are having a rough day. Having family close is such a gift, but I realize that not everybody has family that lives nearby. So what I would recommend for you is if you don't have a solid support system, find a solid support system. If you don't have family in the area, find family, right? Sometimes friends are the best family because you get to pick them. And it's so important that you are surrounded. I'm actually recording this episode right now because I have a solid support system. I couldn't find my keys to pick up my kids today, so my dad went to go get them. And my mom, she helps me out by watching my kids for a few hours a week so that I can get dedicated work time. One of my best friends, she and I trade babysitting during the summer because we don't have the regular child care that we normally do. So finding this solid support system is so beneficial and so helpful. And just a reminder, if you live nearby in Gilbert, Arizona, or the surrounding areas, come join our community. It's called the Purpose Gathering Collective and we get together and it's such an incredible opportunity to meet other moms who are raising kiddos and growing businesses they love at the same time. I will be sure to link that community in the show notes if you're local, but this has been such a fun episode. I hope that you enjoyed a little bit more of a personal look into my life. If so, please take a screenshot of this, share it out on Instagram, and tag me at The Purpose Gathering so more mamas just like you can get a taste into how to make their motherhood a little bit easier and a bit more enjoyable. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you, and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things and life is about more than just surviving. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our free online community and connect with like-minded mom photographers, head on over to the purposegathering.com slash mamas. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting, positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, girl, and I can't wait until next time.